Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the greatest Houston Rockets podcast, in my opinion, has ever been born ever in the entirety of ever. My name is Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and I'm joined by what feels like a Houston Rockets Twitter legend, Mr. James Piercy. James, uh, I understand you're uh, coming to us live from outside of the uh, United States of America. Is that correct? That is correct, man. I'm coming from St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. Uh, you know, uh, Rockets Twitter's second most prominent international fan, maybe, is, is my new claim to fame. And uh, th- thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited. This is a lot of fun. Uh, so you've been a part of Dream Shake for a while, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess I came on maybe about, if I had to guess, about a half year ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all, make sure to check 
James out on Twitter. Phenomenal Twitter follow, uh, if okay, I do man. say so myself. Um, a lot of Rockets knowledge being dropped there. Go ahead and drop just real quick where people can find you on Twitter so they can follow along with the tweets as they're listening to the show. Appreciate you, man. James Piercy 11 at Twitter. And then, as you said yourself, uh, if you want to check out what I'm writing about the Rockets, go to www.thedreamshake.com. Great website that, if I can do say so myself. I would, I would have um, to agree. So let's get straight into it. Uh, we all know why we're here. We're here to talk Sacramento Kings basketball and uh, why Keegan Murray was the right pick <laughs> in Sacramento. Uh, no, man. So Rocket Summer League, give me your immediate thoughts, what you liked, what you didn't like. You know, you don't have to break it down play by play, but just maybe some overall thoughts, what you saw, Rocket Summer League 2022. Yes, sir. I mean, my the, I guess I'll start with something I didn't like, which was uh, to see Jabari Smith Jr. hit such a bad shooting slump. With that said, I'm not worried about it. Uh, I, I'm of the opinion that shooters slump, you know. Uh, I've, I've said this elsewhere, but Steph Curry can shoot poorly for five games. Nobody thinks twice about it. But since we're hoping to project these guys' careers, you know, uh, like, like the whole rest of their career based on five games, we're, we're up in arms about it. I think he's a great shooter that just slumped, but it, it was unfortunate to watch you know yeah. i was really excited about tari eason man I, I i got a feeling we got ourselves a steal with this kid dude he's a really dynamic defender an aggressive defensive playmaker and he's got a little more <clears throat> in his offensive arsenal than i expected to necessarily see one thing i was really impressed with was like his layup package his finishing package i i kind of expected to see a guy that either crammed it or he got trapped and turned it over but he actually has some up fakes and, and some reverse layups and some some nifty stuff man it was a little bit He's a little bit more nuanced than I expected. Uh, last impression, Deshaun Nix outplayed Ty Ty Washington on the stat sheet, but I, I kind of liked Ty Ty's style of play a little bit more myself. He he looked like a really smart kind of game-managing point guard, reliable with the ball, you know? So I'm excited about him, but, I mean, Nix kind of earned the backup spot uh, through Summer League. So those, those were kind of my main takeaways. So you bring me into my next question, because what <laughs> why do you feel like Nix – all of a sudden deserves to be the backup point guard for this team. You know, well, he didn't, he didn't perform at a high level last year when he got minutes with the roster. I think he would obviously benefit from a better roster this year, but I go the other way. I, I think the backup point guard position totally wide open and it should be. Okay. I'll say this. It's fairly wide open. I I, I guess I would have Nick's on the leaderboard right now. So, I mean, frankly, like I, I'm not huge on Nick's. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think, I, th I think that he's a uh, high feel, like highly intelligent basketball player, but he can't create any advantages in half court sets because he doesn't have any athletic gifts and and, and he can't shoot. So I, I think he's one of these guys like. Wait, like, so what can he do, James? What can he do? You just basically like his entire repertoire <laughs> of basketball skills. He can't do this. He can't do that. He can't do. Well, he, he, he can pass. <laughs> but okay, like, good. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like Ty Ty better, but I just think that like, you know, you look at the numbers Ty Ty wasn't very good in summer league. Like, like Nick's deserves the nod. I think just on the basis of, of outplaying Ty Ty in summer league, just to start the season, uh, you know, it's, it's open enough that Ty Ty is in a position where he can earn the spot. It's fair. No, I mean, it's fair. I mean, I'm of the opinion. I'm a lot higher on Ty Ty Washington. I think than a lot of other people are, I think he could be a starting caliber point guard in the league. He just does it all, man. Like watch him at Kentucky. It's so much different. I put no stock in Summer League at all, yeah. nothing, because it's a glorified YMCA game. You know, yeah. they may as well be playing a 24-hour fitness the way I see it. 
I, I think a guy like Ty Ty Washington, if he lives up to the bill, he's Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. I like the comparison. He had, he had 18 dimes in a college game, if I remember correctly. The, the kid can definitely hoop. Um, and I'm not super high on Knicks, but it, it kind of looks like the organization is. So I, I, I guess just on the basis of seniority as well, I, I would say that like he deserves the nod, even though I personally, I would also rather see it go to Ty Ty. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And here's, I want to talk just a little bit about Jabari real quick. I liked what I saw from Jabari Smith, especially defensively. Like, oh, yeah. if this kid lives up to his potential on the defensive end, he's all NBA first-team defense. I think could be his ceiling. Like, I think he is that good. Yep. He scares me a little bit offensively based on what I saw at Auburn and what I've seen in summer league. Now, I think it's unfair to him to judge him at all. Like, people who wanted to put Chet Holmgren into the NBA Hall of Fame after the first game of NBA Summer League, especially those on the four-letter network, was embarrassing. Like, how much they drooled over this kid. And then he had two terrible back-to-back games to that. My question with Jabari is, in your assessment, what is his ceiling in the NBA on the whole? Is he the type of guy that can average 20 to 25 points a game i.e. Jalen Green, because I don't think his ceiling is that high offensively. But as a whole, if you have an NBA comparison to what do you think he's going to be in three to five years? Yeah, okay. I love I love the, that series of questions. First of all, I, I, I'm a guy like when I look at ceiling and floor, I almost like to exaggerate or like I, I really want to take it literally like a ceiling is a ceiling, you know, like the, the best he could possibly be. Right. So to that end, like the, the, the kid's ceiling is almost limitless because when you're six foot 11 and you have that natural of, of a shooting ability, like in theory, you have the tools to, to be just about anything right now. Obviously, the, the, the lack of handle and the lack of burst are, are, are really holding him back uh, at the moment in terms of like creating his own offense, creating space. Right. So from that end, in, in terms of uh, well, that leads me to the next thing I wanted to say, which is that comparisons are tough with this kid. I think it's because we're in the three-point era and we're not used to seeing like a uh, perimeter defender whose primary offensive weapon is the three, but he's six foot eleven. Like it's, it's it's a pretty historically unique player type, right? But I, I think my favorite comparison is Richard Lewis if he was a, a lockdown defender instead of being kind of a weak one, right? Like like offensively, that that's how I see him functioning like on a, on a low end ceiling or realistic ceiling level, you know? Yeah. My, my name, and I hate that it went straight there, but after I watched him play, I think he's a better Trevor Ariza. Yeah. You know, like a Trevor, like a Richard Lewis. I think Richard Lewis, that's a a great comparison, right? If he's Richard Lewis, the Rockets did fine. Especially he's a better, better defensive version, right? Like that, that's a very exactly. good player. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Richard Lewis, I love that comparison. See, I'm fired up about him. Richard Lewis, <laughs> by the way, from the city of Houston. Um, Richard so Lewis? Yeah, he's from Houston. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's get into 23. 2022, 2023. I'm not going to get to a, a number of wins that you're looking at. I want, I want more of a grand scheme. I want to get to know James Piercy, the Rockets fan, right? Okay. Things like, let's start here. Are you a Steven Silas guy? Man, I think that Silas has been put into a situation where it's really not fair to judge him in one direction or another, right? I think, here's what I think about Silas. I I think he's a strong X's and O's mind. Like, I think he's a good tactician. I think that he's not a particularly strong leader. 
It's funny, myself and, and Big E, who I think is in here, we're, we're just talking about this. I, I, I don't think he's a leader. And I, I think that that's a really challenging thing with like a young team, you know, with a bunch of rookies and sophomores and kids. Like, I, I think he was really brought on to kind of continue Mike D'Antoni's system only with five out spacing and, and instead of pick and roll, you know, and, and, and really, I think part I think part of why he was hired was the functional similarity to the system. So I don't have a clear answer on that. Like, I, I think he's smart. I think he's a good coach. I'm not sure he's going to end up being the right guy for, for this young roster, right? I think there's a reason why he didn't have the – and this is not fair to say, but he didn't accept a head coaching job in over 19 years of assistant roles. And I'm not saying he was never offered a job because we don't know that to be the fact, but he has not been a head coach in the NBA in over 19 years of experience. That's a red flag to me. So I just wanted your quick take on that. Ironically enough, I think the Rockets already hired his replacement. I think Lionel Hollins is a future head coach of this team. Oh, interesting, because I, I wonder if it's Mahmoud Abdel-Fattah, man. Uh, but, but I mean, if they want to go the veteran route, Lionel Hollins is a solid, he's a solid option, too. Yeah, I mean, your thought on the, the gentleman that you just spoke of bringing him up from the Rio Grande, because I think he's special. Yeah. I don't know how special he is, because I look at recent examples, right? Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Nurse, yeah. you know, who they, who they brought up won a championship after they were after he replaced uh he won nba coach of the year dwayne casey thank you so much um you know but there's certain spots in the league now those rosters were obviously far more developed than the rockets were but i wonder what a different voice at the helm could mean for this young team because i just i don't believe in silas you know especially the system that he had last year you bring in daniel tice four years 32 million dollars they miss play him by putting him out on the perimeter where he is not at his best and then trade him less than a year later. Like the system that Silas has had, whether it was when he was getting lauded in Dallas, which again, five out system, he's never run a system with a back to the basket big. I think that hurts him and what you could eventually have on this roster with him leading it. Yeah, I agree. I know. And, and I mean, to be completely honest, man, how difficult is it to like, uh, tell Luca and, and and the the guys to to run five out. You just kind of put the ball in Luca's hands and like put there you go. Random. Yeah, you know? right. yeah. It's yeah. like and, and, like just just play basketball, right? Like yeah. whereas I, I think this maybe is what you're hinting at. Like coaching Alper and Shangoon requires a little bit more nuance. You know, like like it, it's it's it, maybe like a Princeton offense or a triangle offense is, is a little more called for. And those things are like not everybody knows how to coach that. You know, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I want to stay on this topic real quick. Uh, talking about big men. What is your take on the Rockets now giving the torch to Alper and Shangun as the starting center on this team? And the second part to my question is, do you find it concerning that they have gone that route and decided to not look into some sort of insurance for having him be that starting five, a la showing any interest in a DeAndre Ayton? or a Mo Bamba, or a Jalen Smith, or somebody that is more of the traditional rim defender in today's NBA. Yeah, no, I definitely have that concern. Uh, I mean, I, I've been pretty vocal to the point that I've been pretty criticized for it, but like... Same! I, I, yeah, you're right, you get it. Shangun, man, he, he he's crazy talented. There's no question of that. Like, his floor vision is, is pretty much remarkable, but one of the best passing bigs in the league already. But, man, at the end of the day... Like, if you can't defend the rim, 
it it's probably going to be an issue. You the, okay? You look at NBA champions for the last like thirty years. The only one that had a weak defensive big was the Cavaliers, and they had LeBron James. So it's like, you know, you kind of is an exception to any rule, right? Like, I, like I really believe the last line of defense is the most important line of defense, and so I, I do have long term concerns about whether Shangun can like can be that guy. You know, T- time will tell. I wouldn't have gone after Aiden. I I've seen you tweet enough times that you that you were a fan of that, and I just like. I respect once or it twice. once or yeah, twice. Once or twice. Yeah. He just, and you know what? I liked it. And then I changed my mind. He's just a little too expensive for me right now with where we're at. I would have really liked to make a run at Mo Bamba. I, I also liked Nick Claxton and I would have loved Jalen Smith. I, I think the Pacers just kind of like wanted him and he wanted to be with the Pacers, you know? So I'm not, I'm not sure if that was realistic, but yeah, there were guys out there. I would have liked to have gone and, and gotten, man. I would even go after a guy like Moses Brown, who's like, not all that great, but at least he's seven foot one and he can he put his arms up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't hate what I saw from Eric Coleman from the summer league team. Yeah. But a realistic guy for the year, I think they need to go after somebody better like Coleman. Uh, here at the Dream Take, we obviously love our listeners. We take all of their questions and we try and answer all of them as quickly as we can. So we have a question from good listener of the show, Ryan Santoro. Your thoughts on Quinn Snyder? I mean, that would be fantastic. If Snyder was interested... I think we got to get rid of Siles tomorrow, you know, like, like, like Quinn Snyder is a high level coach. Would he want the gig uh, at this point in our development? It, I guess is to be seen, you know, does it bother you at all that he looks like the bad guy from Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, looking okay. at him every night, you know, he looks, he looks very stressed and frazzled all the time. I've noticed. But, yeah. 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 What's the, what's the old adage from Coke? What have a Coke and a smile. Like it, like it looks like he just never has fun. Like doing <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Like he's, he's on the court. I mean, if he had to coach Joe Ingles, I mean, I would probably be upset too. <laughs> Maybe it's from Moonlighting as the, the bad guy from Spider-Man. Yeah, Green Goblin. It's not yeah, just me. I Goblin, swear yeah. to God, dude, it is not just me. Um, <laughs> no, I see there, there was a – why have the Rockets not signed Kevin Porter Jr. to an extension in your eyes? Oh, well, I think Kevin Porter Jr. has got to prove that he, he can go a full season without having like a meltdown. And, and you know, like I also – Man, I mean, I sound like a. You haven't asked me about the players I like yet, really, but like, I, I'm not that high on Kevin Porter Jr. either, man. To be honest, like, like we're running out of players for me to talk about. With. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, a few. I think we're down to like four guys. We'll get to them eventually. I like Jalen. You know, like, like, listen, he's talented. He's a talented kid. I, I, I don't really see a superstar. And yeah, like Ryan's saying, man, like he, he's, he's pretty immature. He's gonna have to grow up and and demonstrate like. I can go one full NBA season without throwing anything at my coach or like, or like, you know, like throwing food in a locker room mix up or whatever. Like, come on, man. This is the big leagues, dude. Like I, I, I wouldn't pay him. I wouldn't pay him $10 million a year right now, to be completely honest. That's fair. Listen, if the Rockets could convince Brad Stevens to leave his cushy front office job, making millions of dollars, for the Celtics to come coach a team that's been the worst league team in the league two years in a row, I'll run naked through the streets of Houston applauding <laughs> Tillman Fertitta. Um, be nice. So let me ask you this. Jay Sean Tate commented on his extension. He had a quote in here that I don't really know what this means, and I want you to try and decipher this. He said, I think I'm worth more, but I like that. Yeah, no, it's a little bit weird. He's kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth a, a, a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know that Tate has also um, indicated that his three-pointers come along during the summer. So, like, maybe he knows something about his game that we don't, right? I, I'll say this. You've now asked me about a rocket that I really like. I, oh. 
I really Woo! like Tate. Yeah, he works hard, man. He's out there working hard every night and like hustling on defense. And, and he's kind of an underrated playmaker, in my opinion. And I like him. But I think the contract was fair. Maybe a little team friendly, you know, if anything, but yeah. but but fair for the un unless he could start knocking down threes, in which case he's going to be underpaid pretty quickly. Yeah, I like that he has a chip on his shoulder, though. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've talked about twelve guys that you hate, one guy that you like. That's great. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about a guy that you do like. That's Jalen Green. Oh yeah. Everybody likes Jalen Green. Yeah. Right. In your assessment, I mean, is, is he an All Star? Like, is he an All Star level player? in the NBA, or is he going to fall into that next category down of dudes who can just fill it up, but, like, there's a but to his game. Like, where do you feel like he is now? Where is he going to be at this point next year? And is he a future all-star level caliber player? Yeah, I, I think he's distinctly a future all-star. That That's not to say that there won't be Butts. There could be butts, right? Like, yeah. here's my thing when I look at it, right? To be honest, this archetype does not dominate the league right now, right? Like, like score first off guards are not really the the in vogue player type at the moment, sure. right? You know, so there's butts with like Beal, Mitchell, uh, Levine, all those guys. You know, it's like they're an all star, but they can't be the best player on your team, or like you wish they were a better playmaker, etc. He may fall in that category. I sincerely believe he's going to be better than any of those guys. I, I I think he's going to be the best scoring guard in the league. I like him over Anthony Edwards. Like I like, yeah, I really like him. But he's gonna, have, you know, here's the but. He's gonna have to be like a high level playmaker or defender to be like a top ten player. Like I, I, top twenty player, that's a lock. He's gonna do that. But top ten player, he's gonna have to add an extra layer to his game. I think. If you were the Rockets. Would you be in on Donovan Mitchell? No, no, I wouldn't. He, he makes too much money. He's a defensive liability, and, and we're just at a point in our rebuild where I think it's 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 a misallocation of resources to like give up all the picks. Like, yeah, I, I'm just not super high on him, man. I I feel like we disagree on this one again. What? No, no, which is fine, right? I mean, here here at the Dream Tag, we've been known to disagree, but we remain, you know, family at least. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what would you give up in your life <laughs> permanently if it meant the Rockets getting Kevin Durant? Ooh, what would I give up in my life? Yeah, forever. I don't have I don't have that much. Man. I bet you haven't been <laughs> asked that question though. Like, if you had to give yeah. up something, right? Like yeah. steak or meat, like become okay. like a vegetarian, or uh, I'm trying to think of another one, like no alcohol or. You know, something along mm. those lines. Can we can like, we make well, it? Can we make it Giannis? No, because Durant's old. You know. No, but I mean, like Durant, because he's available. Like that's why I'm saying. All right, Durant. okay, all right. Yeah, like what uh, would you give up? I'm not talking about assets, but like this is more of just like a. Fun, this would never happen. But I'm sure. just curious, like what would Rockets fans give up for the rest of their life? Like all me, right. I would give up. I'd give up red meat for the rest of my life if it meant get, getting Kevin Durant. I would. I, I think I'm gonna go with alcohol, partly because I used to party pretty hard, and I'm really slowing down, and I'm getting older, and so it's like, you know, maybe it's time to give it up anyway. And if, if I'm okay. getting Kevin Durant, uh, in addition to it, that, that that works out pretty well. Would you buy a jersey? Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't really like Kevin Durant, but if he's a rocket, I love Kevin Durant. You know. It's fair. I'm just yeah. saying, man, like Kevin Durant, like imagine like a breaking news, the Rockets acquired Kevin Durant. I mean, I'd probably have to take off work for the day. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, like it's one, it's one of those moments. It'd be crazy. Um, what is it, realistically? What is your expectation for this season? Are we talking wins, wins losses now? Yeah, wins losses. You know, give me maybe another hot take or two, and if you don't say mine, I will say your. I will say mine if you don't touch on them. But yep. give me, let's say, two hot takes for Rockets roster this season and win loss prediction. Okay. All right. Okay. Hot take number one. Uh, I, I suspect that we're going to start to realize that Alperin Shangun's defense is at least potentially a problem and something that we're going to have to look at long-term. I like it. Uh, hot take number two. I think it's going to become apparent that Tari Eason has absolute star potential as, as the season goes on. And in, in terms of wins, losses, I'm going with 27 wins, which the, the, the Vegas over-under is 27 and a half. So I guess I'm just narrowly taking the under, but I, I think it's pretty accurate. Okay, so let's touch on. I like the Shengun take by you. Uh, I love the Tari Eason. That was one of my two. My mine that we haven't touched on. I think Ty Ty Washington will be the starting point guard for this team Ooh. for at least ten games before the end of the season. It's realistic, actually. It is. It is honestly realistic because I, I don't really buy Kevin Porter Jr. as a as a point guard. I think he's more of an off guard uh, or even a wing. And I, I, I do believe, ooh, that's ambitious, Ryan. I like it. I, I, I do believe that Ty Ty is better than Knicks. So I, I, I see a path to that. It's a hot take, but I see a path. I like, I like, and then my overall win prediction. Is it realistic to say sixty-two and twenty? No. <laughs> do I think that there's a potential for it? No. But <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go 30, 32. 32 and 50. Okay. Yeah. 32 and 50. I mean, they could have won more games last year. Like if they, they had this year's roster last year, you know, hot take, they would have won more games. I feel like, I think that's obvious. You added Jabari Smith, a tight, tight Washington, and you subtract a Christian Wood. I know we haven't talked about Christian Wood all that much, uh, nor should we, or do we need to? Uh, But I think that this team could be, you know, and here it is, my hot take. Ty Ty will be the starting point guard in 2023. All right, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I mean, I I don't hate the idea. Let, let me say something about next year. And we talked about this a little bit before we got started, right? But I, I, I'm very future thinking with the Rockets right now. I think that the 2023-24 season, we're going to aim to take a major leap. I, I think the front office is cognizant of the fact that, like, this is the last draft pick we own for a couple of years outright. And this is a stacked draft class. And we're not that great anyway, and we're super young. And so there, there are benefits in not being like as good as we could be next year, you know? So I wonder if they're going to pull the reins a little bit and say like, you know, we'd rather win 27, 26 games than 34, 35, because like that's still not a very good team. And then I suspect that like, we're going to trade for a good player next off season and sign a good player and like, like bring in miles Turner and Lonzo ball and, and a 2023 pick man. Let's roll. You know, like, like I, I, I I'm excited for the future, but I have a feeling we got one more year kind of stinking personally. Miles Turner. I love him. I like miles Turner too. Yeah. He's a good Jeremy, player, Jeremy does not like miles Turner at all. Really? Do not, oh no. Do not bring up miles Turner. Oh. My very talented co-host. Jeremy Brenner and Austin Barber. I'm not reading that comment. Um, and Ryan says, when do you think the Rockets start spending money on big names again? I mean, you kind of touched on it. I mean, you think 23, 24, you know, I mean, yep. that's fair. Um, 
Bronny James to the Rockets? No. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's not that good, which is disappointing. But uh, yeah. Bryce is, is, is has been playing really well, but he's he's like 2027 draft or something, so let's forget about it. Yeah, and who knows if I'm going to be alive in 27, so let's go try and look out. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's move to the miscellaneous part of the show before we wrap up. Let's have some, some fun here at the end of the show, if that's okay with you. I like fun. Uh, well, okay, me too. Uh, <laughs> favorite rocket of all time? Yeah, man, I, I sort of lean towards Yao Ming. Uh, I just... I was I was maybe off the top of my head about 12 years old when we drafted him and I was just very excited, you know, like just a seven foot five guy, kind of an unprecedented game, like seven foot five and he could shoot a little bit. And like just I just felt like, well, this is it. We're going to win an NBA championship, you know, and I, there's no sour taste in my mouth because he couldn't help that he got hurt and that he had to retire early, you know, so he like like that childhood hero status just kind of retains itself. But if, if I may, I'll shout out a few more guys. Yes. Uh, yeah. James Harden is the best player I ever watched as a 35-year-old. Uh, I started following the team when Elijah was like on the decline. So that, that that's the best player I ever watched uh, on the Rockets. And, and he'll always have a little place in my heart. And I just have an irrational love for uh, Corey Brewer. Uh, I just thought Corey Brewer, man, I remember watching him drop 17 points in a quarter on, on the Portland Trailblazers in a regular season game. And, like, that guy could just take over a game when he wanted to. And it was something really interesting to watch, you know. Final name I'm going to drop is Shane Battier. I just always really thought he was so solid and and just really a perfect 3 and D wing. Okay. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you just may – you understand what's going to happen here, what I have to do to you right now, right? You understand. I don't think so. You just named four Rockets and did not mention – Literally, the man who is via bobblehead right there, and that is Hakeem the Dream, Elijah. So again, when I started watching the Rockets, like like the first year I picked it up, he was averaging like seventeen and ten, and then the next year that I, the, the very next year, like he was washed, right? So he's like, like Hakeem is like history in my mind in a sense, you know, like he, he's the best Rocket of all time, hands down, no question. I have his jersey, you know, like I. I I had to do it. You know me. I had to do it. Fair enough. You're right. I, I, You're I had right. to do it. Uh, Ryan Bowen, your thoughts on one Ryan Bowen? Ryan if Bowen. I, I just vaguely remember him, man. The name rings a bell. I don't remember what he what he really did or anything, to be honest with you. The three Bs, Battier, Brewer, and Bowen. I mean, if you're old school Rocket, <laughs> I mean, he, Ryan Bowen was one of the worst players to ever play in the NBA. Yeah, Ryan Bowen. The name rings a bell. Yeah, he sucks. Um, sorry if you're listening, Ryan Bowen. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> you just weren't that good. Yeah, I yeah. remember this dude. I remember this dude. Bobby yeah. Spura, too. That, oh! You know, bears a resemblance. He was a good player. Steve Novak. Steve Novak. He could definitely shoot. He just couldn't yeah. do much else. Kenny the Jet. Yeah, a little before my time, but respect, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so most overrated rocket of all time. So, my, by the way, my favorite rocket, Hakeem Olajuwon, bar none. University of Houston, my guy. Yeah. Most overrated, I, I know that we have the same answer, but it's it's Tracy McGrady, unfortunately. Uh, even though he dropped, like, 13 points in a minute and it was incredible and everything. But, yeah, McGrady, man, like, he was, you know, he was a ball stopper, a bit of a black hole. Incredible talent. Incredible talent. But also kind of fell off with the Rockets and just, yeah, probably the most overrated Rocket that I, I could think of. Yeah, I'm going to go him, too. That's where I'm going. That's yep. where I'm going um okay so favorite uniform like combination yep dude i gotta backtrack because I, I can't believe i forgot but uh patrick beverly and pj tucker those are two more names i would have to add to my all-time favorite rockets so they're a little more recent so i spaced on them but i love both those guys man they 
play their asses off, work so hard. Beverly's my favorite, my you, guy. yeah, Beverly's my guy. Yeah, Beverly, man, come on. It, it, I always say if Beverly's been on your team, you love him, and if he hasn't, you hate him, and that's just how it goes with him, right? Yeah, he keeps yeah. it real. You know, yeah. like he's not fake, like junkyard dog of all time, like Mount Rushmore of Houston Rockets junkyard dog Mario Ellie. Patrick Beverly, Vernon Maxwell. Maxwell, yeah. Chuck Hayes. Chuck, oh. The Chuck, Chuck wagon. wagon. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He, was a, he was a dog for sure. Okay, so favorite uniform? Yeah, I mean, the, the red, yellow, and white is so classic. But for me, I think it's the navy with the pinstripes, man. Because that's, when I was a kid, that's what they were wearing. You know, I really loved the, the city versions this year. You're talking and, about the pajama. Yeah, with this logo on it. Yeah, man, you know, uh, it's just it's just a really unique, like, th- those 90s jerseys in the NBA in general were so, like, colorful and vibrant, and, you know, it was a cool time, and, and I-, I love that jersey, but, like, objectively, the best jersey is probably the ketchup and mustard, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, I've never liked Beverly. Well, you know oh. what? We wouldn't mind having one less listener of the show, Ryan, so there you <laughs> go. Uh, Terrence Jones, oh, God. Hey, most uh, underappreciated rocket of all time, maybe Royce White. Can I interest you in a Royce White take? <laughs> I think he's about appreciated to the level that, that he ought to have been, you know? <laughs> I'm really hopeful that there's some, like, decked-out bus with, like, the Royce White Express that the Rockets had made up for the guy that they never used. Yeah. I would bid some serious money on a Royce White decked-out bus. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be quite the item, man. You know, like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to know where to put it, but I would rent space <laughs> for, oh, Scola. We have a lot of good names coming in on the timeline right now. Scola was dope. He he was a really good player, man. Like, sort of a little bit underappreciated. Oh, he had great hair, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe we need to talk about, like, the all-time, like, hair team for the Rockets. I, I mean, think that's, it's, that's we know tough. who's running point. Von Wafer. Oh, I was going to say Moochie Norris, man, but I guess oh! there's a couple of options, yeah. Oh, Mooch had some good hair. He did. Oh, yeah, Moochie did. had great hair. I'm trying to think of Von Wafer had great hair. He did. He had great hair, too, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. There's some good hair. There's some, some good, good hair. hair. I know. There's somebody else on the tip of my tongue, but I can't. I, I don't think I'm going to recall it. Yeah, Scola's up there, though. Scola would probably be my starting yeah. four. Yeah, um, definitely. Okay, so this may be like a crazy question, but there are some people out there that are going to disagree with my statement. James Harden jersey gets retired into the rafters at the end of his career, right? Like they retire that number. No question, in my opinion, man. Yeah. No, I mean, like, look, he's he's distinctly the second best rocket of all time. Maybe like you don't have to like it, but in my opinion, there's virtually no case otherwise, right? Like I Moses mean, Malone is a name. Yeah, Moses I Malone. I put that on the timeline. Yeah, but, I don't know, man. Harden was breaking Wilt records and stuff, dude. You know, like he he's yeah, immediately, man. Like 36 points per game, you know. I can't even tell you how much I love James Harden. Like I do. Like I that yeah. is that's my guy. It's my guy. It's hard. Yeah. I've said you before, know? I've said to my friends that that as of now he's my favorite and least favorite player in the NBA at once, you know, which is confusing. But all all told, I love him. I love him. I just I don't know. It, it sucked that he left, even though I don't really blame him for it, to be completely honest. That's fair. So I want to end with what I think is a pretty fun question. You may have to think about it a little bit. Your favorite non-championship clinching moment for the Rockets? Well, I mean, you were there live, and we talked about it before we started, man. But the game seven of the, I think it was, what, 2014-15? 2014, yep. Yep, uh, Los Angeles Clippers. 
Um, well, maybe it was game six because game six was when Mikhail benched Harden, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah that, Corey, that game. That, Josh Smith game. Yeah, that was just magnificent to watch, man. Because I remember seeing Harden on the bench too long. I was watching it with my friends. I was like, we are cooked, man. Forget about it. And then Corey Brewer and Josh Smith lead the charge. It's, it, that was pretty incredible, man. That, that was the best moment I've had as a Rockets fan so far was that series. That series was incredible. I'm going to get your take on a few more. When James Harden dropped Wesley Johnson oh, in yeah. Staples Center. And licked his chops. That was that was incredible, man. And shimmied was great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that one we're on the same page with. Yeah. Um, when Harden hit the three in Golden State to win the game in overtime. Oh, yeah. That's second. Steve Novak hitting the game-winning three to extend the winning streak to 20 games. Yeah, that, that was an incredible season, too, although I remember it w- bittersweetly, you know? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then, yeah, those were the three that I had written down, did, stuck into my mind. Neither one of us are big in the 13 and 30 seconds. Well, you gotta I was at that game, do. by the way, and we oh, left yeah? early. Left early. Oh, no, that's that's horrible, man. Got home. It was a school night. I was in, like, middle school or high school. I don't remember what year it was. When we get home and I'm like, hey, they're coming back. I'm like, oh my God, we left early. <laughs> like, what the hell is happening? That that is that was an incredible moment. But T Mac, not not generally my guy, but like, yeah. You got me now. Like, I, I may like after this produce the show, put it up, and then go watch Rockets highlights of Von Wafer. It's not a cookie, it's not a cracker, it's Von Wafer, one of the greatest lines <laughs> in the history of Craig Ackerman's life. I will yeah. put that out there now. So Anyway, man, this is fun. I had a great time. Me too, man. Yeah, have, have me back. Oh, my God. You're literally welcome back anytime. Uh, before well, we wrap up. We can... Pardon? Yeah. Go ahead. I said, hopefully we can do it through Spotify Live next time, and, and my headphones will, will cooperate. But I'm glad we got it working in the end, man. No, this is a lot of fun. Let the uh, masses know where they can find you. Yeah, James Piercy 11 on Twitter. Uh, appreciate a follow. And I'm at uh, www.thedreamshake.com writing about the Rockets. I, I just did a way too early preview of the 2023 draft. If you want to check that out, appreciate all the listeners and I appreciate you for having me on, man. My man, it was my pleasure. This has been episode number whatever it is, uh, 228 of the Dream Take podcast, the number one podcast for the Dream Shake. Uh, if you're on Twitter, make sure to follow us at the Dream Take. If you are there on Twitter, make sure to uh, give me a follow at BSW Podcast underscore MV. You can follow my extremely talented co-pilot Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. Uh, you can also follow the mothership of the Dream Take at Dream Shake SBN. If you're on Facebook, search uh, the Dream Shake. Give us a like there. And finally, make sure to head on over to thedreamshake.com home of all things Houston Rockets on any day that ends in Y. We'll be back live with you here later this week. Uh, I believe on Thursday night, uh, Jeremy Brenner and myself. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. 
And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.